This is the machination log for May 23rd, 2016. This is David Paddock. In the newsroom today, we've got Nicole Paddock. Beep, 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 beep. Mitchell Ondergan. Hi. And Lou Wiedemann. Keeping it classy. We're here to discuss the news. I don't know what specifically about the news. Um, I was just reading something somewhere and thinking, man, this is like garbage. I don't understand. Like something happened to the news because for the longest time, I believe like literally hundreds of years, the news was just a thing that everyone consumed in a semi-regulated fashion. And that's not the case anymore. There's about a billion ways to do it. Um, its definition has practically changed. Like we have turned gossip in the form of Twitter and its millions of little iterations into its own form of news. In fact, that's where a lot of people get their news now. What, actually, what's really exciting, um, I, I, someone who personally tries to avoid news, um, you know, anything that's not UFC related, basically, I, I try to avoid, but, um... Lou's mom watches the local news, and you know where they get their news from? They show screenshots of Twitter as, like, breaking news. I have a, I have a magical little connect that I got uh, when I was... Uh, we'll, we'll get into that at some point, maybe. Nicole, I guess we'll go around yes. the room. You already said that you try as hard as you can not to absorb non-MMA news, but... Yeah. Uh, even within that realm, how do you consume news on a day-to-day basis? Um, I use Feedly. I have a news feed thing. I do have a few other feeds that aren't MMA-related, but I only check those about once a week. I check the MMA ones every day. And then the, the other stuff on the feed is like Fizzorg, uh, Wired, a couple entrepreneurial-type uh, things, a few tennis feeds. Um, so nothing that would qualify as newspaper news no no cnn's no no i actually don't follow any of that stuff and then um actually coincidentally after you brought this topic up as a subject i did find the vice land channel and vice is like an alternative news source that i don't frequent but i do find stuff amusing on there from time to time it's the hipster news yeah it's like the hipster news and the viceland channel actually had me pretty engaged i did some serious binge watching on thursday (laughs) and wednesday mitchell um i read the atlantic daily Uh, they come out with new stuff monday through friday do that i use yahoo mail so i check their homepage when i go to check my mail to see if there's anything interesting that pops (laughs) up uh facebook news feed has stuff every once in a while that is interesting but not very often because it's mostly just BuzzFeed list trending garbage like that yeah and uh, uh reddit to a small extent because mostly i just go to my subreddits instead of the front page and see very specialized stuff i mean that's <laughs> that's quite different from what, how nicole approaches it so we'll see how that works and but, last week tonight every sunday of course yeah. yeah i do take in a few of those as well yeah lou i usually clunk I take in I take in news like most people digitally obviously and it is I, I I take it in by proxy of everyone else so you know sometimes it's a Facebook uh, the news feed on Facebook sometimes it's somebody posted a link to this sometimes it's you know I heard something bad happened so I just go to the CNN homepage and look for the headline and see what <laughs> happened you know or or whatever it may be so uh, you know for the most part you know I stick I, I do stick with MMA news as well because we're fanatics but um, you know I, I think by proxy we I end up with a lot of it and um, and from there I'll go if it's if a topic will interest me I'll go dig deeper do a little bit of research or what have you and, and try to I, I'm one of the few that actually tries to like look at the sources. And to make sure that what I'm reading isn't just bullshit, 
because one of my biggest pet peeves on the internet is sat, you know, satire and parody sites. Like other than the Onion, because the Onion didn't really start. I don't know. Did it start as a website or was it no, a book? No, the Onion. Was a, the yeah. Onion used to actually be a book. Be a, no, yeah, it was. No, a, I thought it was an actual you, newspaper. You should know it was this. A student newspaper. It's yeah. from New York because if you walk around New York, and I brought you a couple issues yeah, one no, time. I it's, it was a little like a weekly or periodical that you used to be able to pick up on the streets in New York. It was a free publication. I, I'm more familiar with it when they released a book of it. Well, and then that yeah. was yeah, just a compilation That's for right. people who didn't have access to the news, That's the right. actual physical newspaper. Paper. That's right. And I can tolerate the onion because I know since, you know, I was a teen that the onion means bullshit and their headlines are so farcical that you have no choice but to presume that they're fake. Right. But I re- like the the was it the Andy Borowitz report or something like that. It's uh, one in the New Yorker, I believe it is. Adam Borowitz, I think his name is. And he does these these satir- you know, satirical pieces that really can come close to reality and you sit in there and you're going what the fuck is going on and then you read the about us section or something and they you know claim they're a parody site so anyway you actually you use twitter too which i don't think any of us do any of us get news from twitter i do in really pretty specific ways but i'm still on the fence i I might i might jump into what's interesting about this topic and i think that we can you know touch upon it later or now it's that we all cherry pick the news that we want oh yeah no and i can i can round mine out on that real quick i have a like nicole has feedly i use a um i use an rss feeder called uh reader Mm -hmm. and i've got oh what did i and i i try not to look at it every day because just for the purpose of my own headspace i don't like distracting myself with the news unless matters or is terribly interesting but the things i've got on that are ars technica the atlantic giant bomb life hacker edge sam harris's blog uh tested the onion and anontech mm-hmm. none yeah. of which are cnn none of yeah. which are the new yeah. york none times are, like, are, like, I, I, breaking I, news. I have to get the breaking news from someone else word of mouth informing me that something horrible has happened like that's the end uh, as far as orlando news is go- concerned I know nothing about the city or state that I live in. What's interesting is that no matter what community you belong to on the internet in some way, like, you know, you use an aggregator. So you create a community of news for yourself. You know, some people use Facebook and that is a community of people, you know, throwing news at you, you know, and, you know, like you can be a member of a forum, for instance, and it can be very specific. Uh, the MMA forum, for instance, uh, the MMA community, shout out, um, that, you know, they, they have an off topic forum that really is just like a news feed of not MMA related news, yeah. you know, so a lot of it will be, oh, look at these assholes trying to take over some nature park building up in Oregon or and, and then, of course, it starts with everyone arguing back and forth on who's right and who's wrong. But yeah. that's where you'll get a lot of these same headlines and stuff. Um, but, yeah, you can. So. Is anyone here, would anyone, if there was a version of CNN.com with more timely and intelligently sourced articles, would you read it? I have to say no, because much like you, I find that taking in too much news clutters me, and I I need, like, I need that, that buffer. So there will be... <laughs> periods of time that maybe I'll take in a little more news um but I don't think I would want to go to it regularly because I like I need that barrier between what's going on in the world and what I feel like thinking about Mitchell 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how quality the content is. Let's assume infinite. Let's assume that we're talking about a source where you get more or less perfect, timely information about any world affair that would be of interest. Non-biased. Non-biased. I probably probably would. Not every day, but uh, I would add it to my list of sites that I go to, especially while I'm working and have some time to check something out. And there's obviously also the follow-up question, which we'll get to in a second once we go around the table. Lou, would you? I suppose. So why not? So what about CNN and the New York Times and all these places and the Washington Post? Why can't they put out a newspaper, virtual or otherwise, that's worth reading? I feel like every news source has such strong and obvious biases that that like the way they report on stuff bothers me. Um, I used to listen to a lot of NPR when I worked in an office and spent more time in the car. And it got to the point that they're they're wishy-washy like they're trying to not sound biased but they kind of are I, I, just and, and i think it's worth pointing out at this point nicole yes you're not a conservative no so I'm you not. don't you don't have like the traditional well they're a bunch of fucking bleeding heart liberal problem that's not the issue here yeah i no. mean they, they i almost feel like i feel like they want to like npr i almost feel like they deliberately try so hard to not be bleeding heart liberal that they end just end up just doing shitty reporting um and it just got to the point where i just couldn't listen to it anymore like i you know i'm not conservative but i think that both sides the conservative and the liberal media they both have reporting issues that just make me not want to take in their product i, I think definitely the... see that of the like more mainstream news sources, I think the New York Times is generally a higher quality than most others. They're considered I, very biased as well, though. They are, yes. Yeah. And you can well, read biased. the bias. And but... if you're into that bias, that's fine, I suppose. Well, I guess, I mean, he, the question of bias in news, I guess, is a tricky one. Because, you know, how, how do you say the New York Times is biased and not bring up Fox News, obviously, right? We yeah. can all bring up that's the 800-pound gorilla in the biased news room. Sure. <laughs> sure. But I don't think the opposite of, of Fox News would be the New York Times. I think it would be no. MSNBC. Well, no. And, and I, think, I think there is an important distinction here to draw where the fact that the New York Times is biased doesn't necessarily denigrate the quality of their journalism um and and that's what i was getting at i was going to say that there's a there's a difference where you have an agenda to only report certain things and 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 strategically leave out other things and then there's another uh uh, approach the new york times would take as being a more pragmatic in their beliefs of you know whatever they well, sort of they, they subscribe see everything to. they see everything through a lens but they still report on it yes yes right. regardless yeah. of what they see mm-hmm. i mean mitchell do you have i mean the, i guess the way to open this would be the thing that new york times the thing the new york times does that bugs me because i couldn't actually i tried to get a physical copy of the new york times just to have the aesthetic experience I think you can get one at starbucks you cannot get one at Publix. That's no. for sure. Starbucks, I think. Why would Publix have the New York They used Times? to have newspapers. I'm just teasing. Well, no, 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 no. They used to have newspapers. Do they yeah. not have any? They have every magazine on the planet. Yep. They have no newspapers. They don't even have the Orlando Sentinel there. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. I think they used to. They used to. Yeah. I think that, you know. No, no, I know they did. I know they used to have a and newspaper. And it's an interesting, I, I think it's, I'm sorry, you were going to, you were asking him a question. <laughs> it was a muddled question, though, because it was the... It's just trying to feel out what what about a good version of the CNN. I mean, Mitchell, what what kind of an article, what in the world has to happen for you to care enough to want to know more about it? 
that's a good question, I guess. It's kind of broad. Um, well, it has to, I guess, interest me, first of all, um, if it's something I'm not interested in. And one thing that quality journalism can do is it could interest me in a topic that I wouldn't think was interesting otherwise. So if I read an article in, say, the New York Times that's better written than something on CNN, uh, then I might pursue reading into it more than I would otherwise. I, I, I know that question's vague. It's just yeah. I, I'm trying to because you read the Atlantic and so do I. Yeah, I but the Atlantic's generally. the Atlantic's really not news. The Atlantic it's is all editorializing. yeah, it's all yeah. editorial and it's granted it's great editorializing. Yeah. I think they do a better job aggregating opinions than most websites on the internet. But yeah. it's not news. No, not generally not. It's essays. But you can all the editorializing it it reports on news. Sure. So even just reading <laughs> all the editorials on the Atlantic, I can get an idea of what's going on in the world you get some hubbub going on it's a little extreme for that but it's maybe i just i don't know i mean the thing that always turns me off because i've tried i mean that that reader list that i mentioned my rss feed fluctuates dramatically i've changed what's in it on a monthly basis um for a long long time now and i always try i try to put the bbc or al jazeera or any of these websites like i try and fail (laughs) to care about the things they're posting because it I like knowing something about the general state of the world, but the problem is that what those websites decide is important is uninteresting. The, yeah, I have a lot of that too. Okay, so in especially the, with local news, oh, like the, lo- the TV well, news, the TV something. news is the worst. <laughs> the TV news's agenda is basically to make old people paranoid <laughs> that somebody is trying to break into their house and kill them at all times. Everybody, that's really that. yeah, that's the only right. purpose I have found for local news it's just to make you think that everybody's a pedophile in your neighborhood everyone's trying to steal your kids and everybody is trying to rob you that's really what it enforces and uh living with somebody that takes that in it definitely (laughs) affects their level of paranoia about the world around them in a negative way i don't i don't think that kind of sensationalism is is unique to to local news though if you look at some of the sites that are more successful now like buzzfeed that's their whole MO is well, you have, see, this, this, creating this, the most ridiculous headlines. And that and, brings and up another topic stuff. of this, all of this, and how news has changed. Because, you know, at the end of the day, news is just informing somebody of something, right? Yeah. So you get a Twitter. It's a just tweet. topical information. Yeah. That's right. You get a tweet with a headline and a link to read more or whatever. And that's news. You know, this oh. per, uh, airplane flies out of the sky in, in Egypt or whatever. That's news. I don't have to read the whole story. I got the gist of it, right? Some hijacker blew up an airplane in the middle of the Mediterranean. Sucks. It's terrible. But that's I don't need to read a long-form version of that. But... You know, now you have sites like BuzzFeed and I, I don't know what other, all the like wastemytime.com or whatever they're called. They're pretty brashly. That's, yeah, that's most of them. Exactly. <laughs> where now the whole intention of getting you to click on them is clickbait, you know, and, and it's yeah. really interesting because those are the st- that's the stuff I think you start getting into terrible news and terrible well the thing is those things have so little content which is what irritates me too or the regurgitated ap content yeah and and there's just it's like that um on facebook that i effing love science there's so little content in their actual articles but i didn't want to bring up and i posted it in the forum like my little vice thing like i posted that article (laughs) about mr hands the guy anniversary but the anniversary okay the thing is like vice wrote a compelling article bringing up this story that obviously no other news news uh out outlet would possibly think is important and not only do they bring up this story about a a man who died having fun with a horse um they 
They report on it in such a non-judgmental way. Like, they actually report on this, like, this was an event that happened in a community. It affected the community. Let's talk about it. You know, they they were able to, like, you know, pull up something that you think that— that you think nobody would ever report on and make it like an empathetic story that is interesting and non-judgmental. And that's what I like about Vice. You don't find that very often. Some Vice stuff, a lot of Vice stuff is like that. Some stuff, it's kind of like the HuffPo sometimes where like some stuff is no, some decent stuff, is garbage, stuff, but a lot of it's garbage. But, there, but the ones that are good hit the nail on the head. There is some really good like non-judgmental investigative yeah. reporting. Like Absolutely. they do dig into some stuff that no other news outlet would touch and they do it in a pretty good job this is one reason why i was so sad that uh espn shut down grantlands last year <laughs> because they were actually really good about that and it was focused mostly on sports and pop culture but they kind of did their own twist and went in depth into things that a lot of other sites and, and news sources didn't yeah cover. and i can appreciate that stuff like i said i don't consume a lot of that but i will you know i'll sit down and read a good advice article from time to time or i you know sports reporting too if we want to touch on that as a niche i i, I don't i would contest that it is a niche i opened is, an orlando sentinel actual physical newspaper and it is one of the three sections of that newspaper but here's the <laughs> yes. thing orlando like sentinel actual good content. and you're a foster wallace fan so you should understand this from reading his essays the thing is like a lot of people take in sports stuff but it's very rare that you find a good article that really goes in deep on sports most of the stuff is very surface level like they're barely human they just have sound bites. It's very hard to find good sports reporting. Um, and there's a reason there's why. There's definitely a glut of quality amongst a lot of just numbers. And there's yeah. a reason why, like, Nicole and I are really into the MMA news. In uh, You know, it's not just because we're fight fans, but MMA as a sport was saved by the Internet. Because there was dark ages in the, in, in the early 2000s where... They weren't allowed on cable TV. They were blacked out from pay-per-view. So they only survived, like the UFC, for instance, it was the only one of the only promotions out there at the time. They only survived on local shows. And then you had to, if you weren't lucky enough to be in that area, you had to rent the DVD months and months and months later at Blockbuster or the, the VHS. Yeah. So what, what the result of that was an online a community of people sharing videos, sharing VHSs, you know, ripping them and trying to make really crappy 320, you know, resolution videos <laughs> of them and stuff at the time. And and what it's progressed into now that it's a mainstream sport and a global sport is that those people have really kind of, in my opinion, are redefining how sports is being reported in a lot of ways, because even sites like ESPN or or news outfits like ESPN, Fox Sports, these other ones, they're adding on MMA content because you're realizing that some of the people that are the backbone of the MMA journalism community are, are, are really badass. And they do some really great work comparatively to other ones, you know, because even football uh, news isn't that exciting. At the end no, of the day, it's, it's, you know, who who kicked or who abused his girlfriend last or who got busted for drugs last, where there's some people on the MMA side who do some long form deep down analysis on, you know, this training gym in Phuket, Thailand, where a lot of, you know, Muay Thai, it's just interesting stuff. And it gives you this cultural uh, cross-section. We can tell it's a lot. They're not like hired journalists. They're MMA fans that really care and want to report on news going into the sport. And I know many people who are, uh, you know, aspiring 
MMA journalists mm-hmm. online. They they'll just go on forums and write long form posts yeah. just to see if they can you know get it. Is the stuff that you read on, about MMA is that kind of MMA specific sites or is that actually on ESPN? There are some on ESPN Fox okay. Sports now because Fox Sports One and Fox Sports is the official network of UFC. Gotcha. But so, the thing is okay. that that's not where the good MMA articles are. You have to go to the MMA specific sites if you want like the really good long form stuff that you know is going to break right. down or, or Vice, give analysis. Vice has fightland.vice.com. And it has a, an author. On, has an author um, on there. His uh, name is Jack Slack, who is a, a phenomenal uh, writer in this field. He knows everything about most combat sports, and it's just amazing his level of detail when he. Yeah. Drives. MMA news, I follow. Yep. yep. So, and then there's a lot of good MMA podcasts. payout for the economics behind of it. MMA. <laughs> yes, there's, there's Bloody Elbow. There's the uh, the MMA community, which is like I said the forum earlier, but it's a news site now. And you know, there's a lot of good ones, and it really is kind of this budding, from a news perspective, this budding sort of area because the sport's only 20 years old, right. and only in the last five to eight years has people have people really paid attention to it. So it's kind of like starting at this ground zero. It's a really kind of a grassroots thing where we're only now seeing sites like ESPN, Fox Sports, and et cetera, et cetera, starting to pick up these stories. So it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting with, with ESPN specifically because they're the biggest sports yeah. news agency, of course. And uh, um, so I think it was four, four or five years ago, they started uh, both Grantland as for kind of a long-form sports journalism and uh, pop uh, journalism site. And they also did uh, 538. 538. Yeah. That's Nate Silver's. Nate Silver's site is, is owned, sponsored by ESPN. Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's, I did not know that. Yeah. Well, and they also started doing the 30 for 30 documentaries, 30 which 30s. have really, yeah. I mean, as far as sports re- reporting, yep. you know, those have really gotten me in on ESPN. I'll watch... Mm-hmm. I'll watch those on sports I could not even give a shit about and Which, be, wow, that was dude, the most interesting story on rugby some ever. basketball 30 for 30s and I hate really basketball are amazing. Yeah, I can I sit there and the, watch those all day long. I watched the Orlando Magic one last week. I, I didn't see that one yet. I just saw it in the, in, in the uh, you know, suggestions for right. me. But, you know, they're, they're yeah. just really, a lot of them just have to do with, you know. Yeah, Stuff and that you... was uh, and that was started by Bill Simmons, who actually found in Grantland. So okay, oh, that's okay. awesome. So yeah, it kind of fits in with the more longer form, like getting yeah. more in depth on this stuff, which you normally don't get from headline news. Mm-hmm. And they did shut down Grantland, but they've also kind of expanded into other things. They started an esports section, I think, last year. Okay. So they've got a whole section for that. They got and then there's, that now. They got that now, and there's also a whole. Like their MLS site is basically a different site. Nice. So if you go to MLS on ESPN, it's what does MLS stand for? Major League Soccer. Soccer. That's soccer. where the Orlando. Soccer. Orlando Pride. Yeah. Orlando, Orlando Pride. City. Orlando soccer. City. Yeah. Hand or no, that football in its true form. Football. football. So I know. I know about Orlando City. It's pretty hard to avoid. I think they realize. I know. I count we... the number of stickers from at red lights. Yeah. I'm so far, I haven't gotten oh, about man, four, there so many. but there's been four. <laughs> <laughs> you see, there Orlando City, the the Peace Love Four Rivers, and uh, Disney yep. Annual Pass holder. Yeah. Because of the, that's that's the top three. Yeah, those are the four Orlando bumper stickers. <laughs> so yeah, sports news is bumping. That's for right. sure. Do any of you care about the world outside the United States? I sometimes I I do to a certain extent, but like I said, it and. It's just a general issue. Like, I can only take in so much news because we run into that problem where we can't process all this stuff. And I realize that stuff's really bad in other places, but I can't do anything about it. And taking in a lot of news about that stuff 
becomes very draining. It's just frustrating to have to see it through that lens because at some point, the reason we hear about all the bad stuff is because only the bad stuff is important enough to make it into the Twitter feeds and the trending universes of the world. Those are the only, like- They when, also get clicks. When good things are happening, nobody cares. So in order to get, like, it's the first level is bad and then the next level is good, but the first level sucks so hard <laughs> to get through. Like, you need to know all the prime minister's names and you need to know the names of the parties and you need to, like- Yeah. There's just, <sighs> the world is big. Is Tony Blair still prime minister? Who cares? Yeah. I think that was the Bush era. Who cares? But, no, it's James I'm, Cameron I'm, now. I'm okay uh, with it. I think when it when it reaches when it gets further and further outside of my direct line of sight and my scope of living, it, it becomes less important to to know to like seek it out. But there are certain elements of it, like you know, we we deal with obviously in the wildlife trade, and so we we keep abreast of certain decisions that these wildlife committees make in different countries. Or if to there's be... different smuggling things going on, we yep. usually try yep. to keep up and see what's going on, so every... seeing who's smuggling what. <laughs> you know, because every, every year they issue quotas out, and then CITES will, which is the, the Convention of International Trade and Endangered Species, they they will have a, a convention or a committee uh, say something like, well, you know, Madagascar has proposed limiting the quotas of this particular gecko species because of the field research, you know, determines that they're dwindling and blah, 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 blah. So we'll read those articles. Uh, I'll read research articles that talk about new species being discovered here and sure. there. It I seems mean, all kind of inconsequential. For, uh, yeah, that's research for a hobby. I mean, sort to, of, yeah. to, to a degree, that's just like MMA. So, I mean, I guess the... Well, this is more business for us, though, because oh, no, it, no, no, I, I meant in the general purview, it's it relates directly to something that you do in real life. That's right. Well, but that's it's right. also it's it's weird because it's a niche topic because it's something that does. I mean, it, it is going on all over the world, but a lot of it doesn't get reported on. <laughs> no, it's, uh, and, 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 and especially the countries we work with, like we do a lot of Madagascar stuff. And if you realize no news gets out of Madagascar, there's very little. There is no there is nobody on the I ground. I imagine a lot of people get out of Madagascar. No, um, and there is there is like like there is nobody that has a person on the ground in Madagascar. It's a fourth it's world country. Very hard <laughs> to get any kind of country. news from that place. You know, thirty percent of the population still doesn't have running water or bathrooms. It's an That's island great. off the coast of Africa. That's it right. suffers another, from it's the whole continent that it nobody suffers from right. bubonic plague right outbreaks. Now. Right now, yeah. <laughs> but you know, France had taken it over for so long, and then they yeah. they left. And they left the mess behind and didn't actually help instill any sort of government or so they're pretty much been in coup since 09 and uh, off and on anyway. <laughs> so actually, it's, it's pretty terrible I have situation. another thing I just thought of also with taking a news. Um, I like hearing about American news from like other countries expats like, you know, like Jim Jeff, who's a comedian. I get a lot of my news from comedy because I like comedy, but like. When I listen to that guy talk about, like, American problems, for some reason it seems more genuine if it's somebody from a different country, like, looking in and talking about how, ridiculous, to, how ridiculous, like, our gun laws are and stuff like that. Like, I tend to look at them as, like, you know, they have this out-of-the-box, not affected by by that whole group mentality kind of perspective. True. You know what I mean? They're not affected by growing up in the Midwest and having a uh hunting culture so they feel like they should have their guns and you know and and, and whatnot 
he he's just this guy from Australia who looks out from outside of the box going, you guys are crazy. Or I'll you know? go to like the BBC to see what they talk about, like for American problems, like if I do want to look into something, because I just feel like having like an outsider look in, you get like a better perspective. I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that I can follow that all the way, if only because I think that um, I don't think it's flawless approach, but <laughs> I'm just saying I, I enjoy I, think... I enjoy like that kind of like out like that kind well, of no, I, I can appreciate yeah. one the closest I ever got to having a news feed on the regular in my um in my reader feed was Al Jazeera because that is about as esoteric as you can yeah. get in English reporting <laughs> on what's happening around the world, and you can you can tell that the people writing for Al Jazeera are fundamentally different culturally yeah. than we are, which makes them more interesting to read, but it's still depressing to read about car mm-hmm. bombings in every country on the planet. So at some point that grates on you. And yeah. I kind of wish, I should probably just figure out how to filter those out and maybe it'd be readable. Um, it's doable. But at the same time, I don't even remember the guy's name. Who's hosting The Daily Show now? Trevor Noah. Yeah, I don't like that shtick at all. I, have I, haven't, no, watched I haven't watched it, it since yeah. John Stewart left. So well, I, don't know. I, I mean, I, I was extremely biased because I'm a big fan of John Stewart. But the whole him not being from here shtick completely does not work for oh, me. Oh, he's the South African. Yes. Okay, yeah. I remember his stand-up, but I've never seen the I think, since he's been on The Daily Show. I think what John Oliver did on HBO and because there's no commercials and he's got more time and and, and it's no guests no he guests. Focus, he focuses yeah. on the news the whole show I think what he's doing is an absolute like honor to what John Stewart did you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean really it, it is more the legacy yeah absolutely is and i think he's doing a, a fine job at it oh, some I, of the stuff that he's doing i think it's a tremendous doing, evolution i think you've yeah. actually done a podcast no, telling people no, we, to list, we, watch that show no we talked about last week tonight it is <laughs> it's a tremendous show but i mean i guess with that in mind as being one of the nice things and vice being one of the nice things are we just looking for <laughs> and mitchell talking about grantland Specifically, defunct grant. Do we just are we just looking for documentaries for news? <laughs> because that's kind of Vice's articles are interviews of length yes. when they're interviews, and when they are investigations, they are multi-page, collaged. Just their production. Even yeah. their show on HBO, they have the Vice show on HBO, and it's only like a half hour, so it's like two fifteen-minute bits. Yeah. Within those 15, but it's 15 minutes, minutes. But, it, but listen, they 15 minutes of someone traveling across the world to go do a 15 minute story about whatever is happening in the country that they're in. You know what I mean? It's not like they need to do this uh, for a two hour long epic document, but they make that 15 minutes like a documentary. It is filmed beautifully. Yeah. The, the you know the reporting is really nice. Maybe. Well, and I said it's fifteen it's minutes. Of, I mean, to compare uh, it to an actual documentary, an hour and a half, yeah. sure. But fifteen minutes compared to thirty seconds, like most news stories get, is still that's a massive amount of time. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree absolutely. But I think it's an interesting point you bring up, which is you know, are we looking for I, documentaries? I, I think we just want longer form like information. Long form stuff. Like that's that seems to be what it is. You know, I want I short want, form stuff. I can just read headlines. And then just get the gist of yeah, what's going on. That's, the problem that's... I have with this, with that, is that I'm relying on a system, like this, this media. And I want—I don't want to sit here and be like everyone else that that bitches about the mainstream media and all that man. stuff, man. But you know, the problem with the man is, you know, <laughs> it, it does eventually start producing formulaic patterns that 
aren't really in the best interest of news. The you know the proverbial being like unbiased and and just reporting the facts. You know you have a lot of weird gray stuff in the middle that kind of skews that. So I think it's you know to me it's not just like I want a documentary, but I want some but something to actually tell me in context what they're trying to say, not just you know, a ship blew up here or we're attacking this place or whatever it may be. Like, why? That was the one thing, not to go on a tangent, but the news never said this after 9-11. Not one person ever said, well, why are they doing this? You know, like, did anyone think to ask Osama bin Laden, like, why did you do this? Well, I mean, we were having trouble talking to him at the time. No, no, but... I understand, but there's media No, no, no ways, I take your point. But you know, but, but we never found out really... Why they hate us? All we were ever told is that they hate us and they want to kill us, and and, and that you know partially true. They they have tried a lot of these folks have tried to kill us, but you know it's a very no one's ever said. Well, look, you know, out of the billion Muslims that we have in this world, only about ten thousand of them are the ones that really want to kill you. You know, it's it's kind of like the KKK today. There's only about you know, three or four thousand of them in the country. There's really then why do they get so much headline news? Like, is this really even a problem? That's my point. But you're the one. You're the first person to show me every goddamn headline that has something to do with the KKK, and all I can think of is, is this really even a problem? There's like, so what? There's like four thousand like dumbass white people somewhere. Like, why are they getting news coverage? Like I'm not saying that I'm I'm innocent of, or you know not guilty of getting caught up in the hype too. Like sometimes I. But I would much rather not be there like that. <laughs> it's like Westboro Baptist Church, too. Yeah. There's like, that's it's like 20 people. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. But that's... like how much news, how much headline space do they take up? A lot. <laughs> but they're right. so much fun. The rest of normal people are boring. They do like logical things. They go to the store. They don't protest at soldiers' grave sites. <laughs> like there's just, there's nothing there. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I think I think the problem is is that it leads people to think that things are are bigger than they are, and oh no doubt, and, and by that they're able to perpetuate a storyline so they can get you to keep clicking and get you to keep tuning in so you can hear what happens next or what am I to but fear? They so next rarely and... have anything that happens next. Like that's that's what I mean. Like that's the, why I don't watch the news. Like the lack like that. of the lack of just general content in headline news stuff. It's like oh, there's. A plane, and then there's like four pages of basically the fact that they know nothing else that's <laughs> going my, on except that a plane went down my, somewhere. My favorite is it'll be the news. It'll be like a plane goes down, and then it'll just be tweets. Yeah, of a bunch of tweet. Well, tw- you know, it's like wait that, a minute, I could have just gone into, on Twitter. I mean, Lewis Black complained about this in the years right after September 11th. Not to bring that event back up again twice, but I mean, I news guess, changed I guess pretty serious. Man. It was news. He was complaining about the ticker at the bottom of the screen. Yep. It was the point at which we entered an era where the information had to constantly flow. And that's actually one of the things that makes, I mean, news is supposed to be as topical as possible. You're supposed to, basically, it's following a story the second that it happens. And that's, you know, theoretically exactly what Twitter's for. But what do you do when... There are no new developments. You hit refresh. You, you just you have hit to, refresh. You, you just, hit refresh. You you have to come up with another thread to follow at that point. And that might just be a problem with the way that the twenty four hour news cycle is structured. Is that it's when there's nothing to report about, they still have to report something, and so they then make it's, it up. That's really true. Well, well it's and, like when the, the Malaysian flight. Uh, 
whatever it was, went down over the Pacific and nobody yeah. could find it. Yeah. yeah. Or the Indian Ocean. We still know nothing. We two, don't actually know where it went down. Two weeks of solid coverage and all the major news sites. And nothing. There was no, no news. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can link this to the MMA news where that one fighter, Conor McGregor, who's the you know most famous fighter in the world, he, he sends out one tweet. It's a week or two worth of news. Yeah. Like they content. just take it and just regurgitate it in 16 different ways. This guy analyze writes it. a write-up of what it would mean if he was serious about this, <laughs> this, you know, this tweet. And you're like, oh, my goodness, just shut up already. It's, it, but that is a thing that, I oh man, I wish, I wish I had the specific reference. Um, it was one of Obama's high-ranking officials basically said point blank that he was feeding Every journalist, basically every major journalist was being fed information from him because they do not have journalists in the field anymore. Almost yeah. every organization. All you would have to do is accidentally feed a line to somewhere, anywhere. Someone would pick it up as fact. And the Obama administration had almost complete control over the information that was coming out of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yep. Like that's that's a really shitty situation. But we've basically agreed that we are as good as anybody at telling everyone else what's going on right now. <laughs> Which is what Twitter Twitter is basically it's the internet the internet destroys the world by basically putting the calling everyone's bluff on whether or not they love what they do so much they'll do it for free. The internet goes, Oh, really? And um, that just happens. And, it entices you to do it. And you, and But we get the fallout of this. Yes. Because at some point, you need someone on site. It does actually matter to have someone who has been to the place, even if it is just to talk to someone who could talk to you. I mean, plenty of people in Iraq have cell phones. Plenty of them can tweet. Plenty, I, I don't Maybe they have Twitter. Regardless, there's ways for that information to get out there. But we're not ready to chew it. And when we chew it that directly... Suddenly you run into a world where we have no idea what is going on and we don't care anymore because the quality of it is so poor. None of us even we can't even imagine it for the most part. We can't even imagine what a news source we'd want to read looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Is how far gone this is. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's insane. (laughs) I guess, you know, I've reached a point in my life where. You know, I'm a little bit jaded. I, I still show interest in politics, but of course I'm a little bit jaded because of all the shenanigans that have happened in the last decade or two, or a decade and a half. And it, it's one of those, it's difficult to determine what you want out of your news if you don't feel like it's going to matter anyway. Yeah. So I guess what my answer would be is I want the integrity back in my news. You know what I mean? I would want that that sense of, of integrity that these people would actually report honestly, unbiased, you know, uh, objectively on this is that the right word i always confuse that with subjectively uh objective means they're leaving their own opinion out of thank it. you so objectively and and you know that's what i really want out of a news site and that's why i like john oliver and stuff i mean he makes jokes about it there's obviously you can tell there's a i mean people will say it's a liberal lean to me it's more it's of a, a liberal lean well that, that they'll say it's, that it's there <laughs> Uh, to me, it's more of a common sense lean. That's what a liberal would say. That's, but keep going. No, I know that reality. Has don't a, get me wrong, though. <laughs> has us, yeah. No, but don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that, like you know, Rachel Maddow, for instance, there, there's a definite liberal lean on on some of her stuff. There's a liberal lean on a lot of this I feel media. Like his, I he think has a his very stuff liberal is presentation. 
Well, like, I think he's pragmatic. Of... I don't think that necessarily means it's like negatively liberal. I think yeah. a lot of the stuff that he brings up, don't get me wrong, some of his news pieces are put together in such a way that it, you know, makes for a funnier story to get his point across. But it's not as bad as Michael Moore. You put it that way. That to me has an obvious liberal or, lean. Or anything on the HuffPo? Yeah, or yeah. anything on the HuffPo, exactly. I, I don't think you have to reach quite that far to to give him credit for it. No, it's it's again, it's the difference that we try to draw between the New York Times and Fox News is that it's it's possible to identify liberal leanings in the journalists at the New York Times, but that doesn't mean that they don't address as much of the question of what they're covering as humanly possible. It's just you have to take it with the grain of salt that they're seeing it through a lens, but they're not deliberately obscuring it for that reason. And that's what I mean. Yeah. And and I sort of feel that way about John Oliver. I don't think he's oh, yeah, no, I don't fine. think he's obscuring anything, you know. That, and to me that's what a I liberal mean, or conservative no means... lean is. To me it's when you're starting to, you know, skew the facts so that you can get your point out there more or I want this to be heard as opposed to that to be heard. Then there's a lean. Uh, and you don't trust anybody to do that? No, I think a lot of people do that. I think everybody does it. That's why I was saying John Oliver isn't necessarily... Well, no, but you were saying that you, the reason you don't find integrity in the news is that you can't find people that have that form of integrity. Well, I, I can't trust most. I mean, if I find a new uh, you know, journalist, for instance, that I follow for whatever, you know, he writes out good articles or whatever... Off the bat, I'm, it's going to take me a while to gain that trust that, okay, I have to read through a, some of his things and start becoming more and more familiar with it. And it's because sometimes you'll read something and you'll be like, all right, that's a good piece. But you read other things that person did and you're like, that's okay, never mind. <laughs> you know, like I don't really want to see everything they did. So, and, and I don't think that there is that much unbiased stuff out there. So it's hard to really find. Is this just too hard? I mean, as long as you know where the bias is coming from, that's the important thing you can kind of correct for that. I agree. Huh. But can you? I think so. I mean, how do you correct for Fox News reporting? Well, I mean... I mean, they're, again, you're... they're the easy target in this discussion, so I keep bringing them up. I know it's a little cliche at this point. I mean, yeah, if but you go plenty of people to... get their news from there. I, I know, and it's, it's dangerous. Very popular. <laughs> I mean, if you go to Fox News, you should know where they're coming from, that, that most of the journalists there are going to have more conservative bias. Same as if you go to CNN, you know that most of the journalists there are going to have a more liberal bias. And if you can correct for that, if the quality of the writing is okay, which I don't think it is at either of those sites, uh, then that would be okay. Whereas if you but go to the not. New York Times, the quality of the reporting tends to be better. So even if they're coming from a, a liberal bias in, in what they report or how they report it, at least they're reporting everything. They're reporting then how, the in this discussion of political news, how does AM talk radio fit? <laughs> It doesn't. It's when you not have, news. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But you know, you have these folks like Rush Limbaugh telling people. Oh, okay. Shit. I was blanking on who the hell is on AM talk radio. Well, a lot remember. of these. A lot of those very, very conservative. No, no, no. no I forgot. Yeah, I, it's I, like the yeah. Fox well, they news will tell band you, of the. They will tell you that they're not journalists if you call no, them they're entertainment. Yeah, they're entertainers. That's what they say. Well, that's what but, Fox News is too. They're an entertainment. Do, s- but people site. do get news from the news in quotes from the. Uh, from the AM Talk Radio people. Because I attribute it to... All right, if we're going to go into AM Talk Radio, we need to go into it with a point, because this could languish here. 
Well, no, I was, you know, I, I take, I take in a lot of podcasts and to me, it's similar to radio shows and talk radio. Yeah, right? yeah that's true. We didn't even bring up. That's the other thing I get my news from is uh, MMA podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, my problem with that is that even though the podcasts that I listen to almost all come out weekly, they, they don't really cover news. They're things that are almost timeless. In their design. Sometimes, you know, like the Joe Rogan ones two or three times a week. So sometimes they'll bring up some fresh stuff and sometimes they'll talk about just bullshit, you know. But the point I was getting at was when I listen to that shit, I don't believe anything they say as like absolute fact until I, you know, they'll have an expert on and they'll be talking about things kind of objectively just, you know, this diet can do this and this is why it reacts this way in your body. You're, that's all like kind of, you know, academic stuff. But when it comes to their opinions on the news and how they take certain topics like gun control or whatever it might be that's popular right now, I, I kind of just, okay, whatever. And then I ignore what they're saying until it goes on to the next one. I'll laugh at what they're saying or whatever. And, you know, I don't really take it as news where I think people are taking these radio these am radio shows as that's where they get their news source they believe them vehemently you know it's kind of strange to me that's the danger is that if you ask them directly especially off the show like if you ask bill o'reilly are you a journalist he'll say no i'm an entertainer but a lot of people listening to the show will consider him to be a journalist and presenting and again i i don't want to cover this topic any more than we absolutely (laughs) have to since none of us listen to talk am talk radio and we have no representatives of it in the room amen so it's gonna enter an echo chamber like that i listen to the most like fox no so have i but it's not for me yeah i have listened to them before i do listen to like the most fox news like equivalent of the mma thing so i do get balanced (laughs) mma news i get both liberal and conservative (laughs) mma news you you mean you get news and then you have shale sun in the corner (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's he's about as rich limbaugh ish as you can get for mma news yeah so but on 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 that note I I i don't know if i have anything else to say i think i've said everything i have to say about news man so i have one ray of sunshine in all of this i know why you you're the blast one that brought it down this topic blast up, it down on us and it's the it's the best possible worst possible source for it um Publix didn't have any newspapers but my parents still get the newspaper so two days this week friday and today sunday i went over there stole their newspaper and did the you know model male parent sitting down with coffee before work um and browsed through the paper and i have to say the internet lost something because even though the orlandosentinel.com has most of the same articles there is something to having that information in paper form in front of you that makes it feel more cohesive and even and though all no this... flashing ads right next to you. <laughs> no, there no, there are plenty of flashing ads, actually. There are lots of ads in the yeah. paper. They don't flash. I'll give you that. But it's the fact that cool. the it's something about the way that you browse it. Because all the text is there, it takes up more space, I guess would maybe be what it is. Whereas on the website, at most they get a picture to go along with their title, which has to be as evocative as possible, a la BuzzFeed, a la Reddit, a la all of these places. Twitter is 140 characters. Distract me. The other one. Yeah. Distractify. And that's not an option with the newspaper. You have to thumb through it, and you scan the whole thing with its slightly 
achromatic pictures where they didn't quite line up the printing process correctly. But there's something about that I could absolutely see getting into, uh, not for two bucks a day, but I see, I see what we lost. See, I, did you read the paper before or was this? Like... I read the paper a million years ago. Okay. So I read the newspaper from like middle school, uh, through freshman year of college, pretty much daily. And pick up uh, Orlando Sentinel yeah. that my parents had, or that was distributed free at UCF. And mind you, mind you, the Orlando Sentinel is not a great paper. No, it's not. <laughs> and and so I felt like when I was in middle school, that it was cool. I'm being an adult. I'm reading the newspaper. <laughs> and I felt like either, either the quality of the paper went down as I started reading, and that was also in the same time frame that online mediums for news actually became more prevalent. So when I was in middle school, that was 2000. Um, so there wasn't, I mean, I guess there was online news in 2000, but... I don't think we were perusing There was much no Twitter, there was... No, yeah, there was certainly none of the social media. Uh, Web no 2.0 face, did no not Facebook. exist. Yeah, yeah, so that, uh, that started coming about as I was going into the high school and college, and I feel like the quality of the printed paper declined as that went on, and maybe I was just finding better things that I could read online to actually replace that. Or you found things that were more pertinent. I mean, that no, that is that the one be. thing, it's... It is a thoroughly aesthetic thing. The stuff that I'm reading in the newspaper, because I'm not a local and state guy, doesn't necessarily appeal to me. I now know that there are like three Nile Crocs in the Everglades. Yeah, I heard about that and because I reptile news makes it sure, my feet well, somehow. Yeah, that yeah. would be, I guess sense. it makes sense. You guys would know about that. And they've got like some fringe festival going on. And they got like, I. it gives a sense of place in the same way the internet does basically never gives you a sense of place. It uh, the physicality of it that is works true. all the over the again. tactile that is of it as well. It's, yeah. that, it, well like, it all helps. But I think that the re one of the main reasons why it's dying is, and to me, it's like I can't argue that. I can't argue the tactile aspect of holding a book or holding a, a newspaper to read it. And it's a limited, it, it, it almost focuses your brain to the, whatever is limited into that paper. So you don't really get distracted by everything else the internet can distract you yeah. with. And at, at the, there are no other tabs. Th that's right. That's right. But to me, it's a dying medium only because of the amount of paper it wastes to, to produce it. Oh, it's know? expensive. And it's expensive. And it's just wasteful when you can have it on your screen and it does all it takes up is a couple of electrons. So it's one of these kind of, I think, generationally, like the, the generation, you know, under after yours, for instance, is probably no connection to a newspaper unless... They oh, I mean, the, did, the but... writing's on the wall about that. Yeah. Uh, ha, ha, ha. But the, um, no, the, the reason, I know exactly why I won't continue to read the paper. And it really actually isn't even a cost thing. I could afford to do it. And I think it may, if I were to bother to sit down and read it just as a grounding, I wouldn't read the nation, or the, uh, I wouldn't still read the world news because it still pisses me off, even in print form, to read about other countries in 50-word blurbs. Yeah. It takes half an hour to do, and I never have a half an hour anymore. Mm -hmm. Thanks, to, Internet. Welcome to the 21st century. It's, that is, that's entirely what it is. I don't yeah. have 30 minutes to relax in the morning and read the paper. You're forced to be ADD now. It's like yeah. you, you're not uh -huh. diagnosed with and, it. Everyone is ADD. And I live, mm -hmm. a, I live a lifestyle that combats that tooth and nail, and I still just I don't have the time to do that. That's what killed it. It's patience. Um, because I, I do honestly believe it's a better way to learn about what's going on. Absolutely. At least locally.
Yeah, no, but it, it actually works. I mean, I've never read anything about local anything that I care about. The only thing that shows up, the only example I even have is the Facebook trending stuff on the side, which, by the way, has to be ad related, ad based. Yeah. Just the articles, I mean... I they came, would, Facebook I came out and said that they're not a new it's, site, so they're not obligated to be fair and unbalanced. They show you based whatever they want to show you. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. It's based just on your... some, a lot of the stuff sounds like um, someone paid for those slots. But the only things I ever even know about locally come from those kinds of trends. Because on Twitter, I don't follow people in my local area. I can talk to them, so I don't That's need right. them on Twitter. Um, I will say that my Facebook news trending thing... Is MMA, tennis? Oh, it's it's and definitely local Orlando stuff. Yeah. It's tailored. Yeah, it's absolutely tailored. I mean, I know I know that because most of the stuff I get is tech related. Yep. Um, but that's not good enough. I've got <laughs> other places I can get tech news from that are much much better than hearsay on the side of my screen. Well, it's just AP stuff that they're giving yeah. you, which is yeah. the most generic, you know, word babble. That or just do. Twitter. That's right. Uh, I'll admit. Oh, that's I the started... best part about the newspaper. Sorry to, the best part about the newspaper, Nicole, you were complaining about Twitter updates. They have pictures, <laughs> color pictures of tweets in the newspaper. Well, that's what the local the local TV that's news fantastic. has. They have like it's... huge screenshots of Twitter pages. But that's what I find that's the funniest only one too. step removed. That's still yes. digital. They printed blue. No, that's beautiful. Tweets. That's beautiful. Yeah. So good. And I have to admit, I, I I joined Twitter so that I could be the the like I can get on top of the MMA rumors and news. You know, just because we're fanatics about sure. it. So. So I joined Twitter, and you follow all your favorite, you know, athletes and whatnot. Right. And uh, admittedly, I've found stories like, I mean, before they were even on any news site, because I saw when such and such tweeted this, and I looked at it going, oh, shit, this is going to be on the news tomorrow. And lo and behold, it was, because <laughs> it was a tweet, you know, yeah. but you get it right away. And, and I think that there's a level of efficiency with that where I no longer have to, like, read an entire article to understand the context of this person's tweet. Now, just, like, you know, once a day or whatever, I'll just you know, flip through Twitter and see that this guy said this and know in context to that and think, okay, well, there's my article to me in my head. Like, I got the news. You know, I got that news. I don't need to read the six different articles from six different websites that report the same thing. But at what cost? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. You gotta let it no, ride out and see. No, we, we, none of us do. Yeah, <laughs> At the end of the day, there's really... never been a non-internet UFC. That's what I'm saying. We, yeah. we don't know what that looks like. That's right. Yeah. It looked like VHS tapes and Blockbuster and didn't like that. So. And we know where Blockbuster went. That's Where's right. the romance? That's right. Where's the romance? All right. Closing thoughts on this ish. Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of news and you just have to figure out what works for you. Mass media is dead. It's all about Taylor and your own news sources to what interests you. I don't have anything to say about it. Shut it down. And that's going to do it for the Machination Log. Nicole, Mitchell, Lou. Peace. Thank you. Thank all of you for showing up on this lovely Sunday evening. We're about to watch Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Which we will be podcasting on later this week. Yeah, so... Fine uh, film, fine film. Get that ish in your VCR. It's on Netflix. It is on Netflix in your Netflix VCR. And we'll catch Laser you. Laserdisc. Or Laserdisc. 
I don't know, did Korea ever get laser discs? Anyway. No, it was 2005, so it missed the laser disc era. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Good morning, everyone. <laughs>